Welcome back to uh, Sneaks Chat. Uh, my name is uh, Jake Moriello. I'm with uh, Nick Arnsall. Nick, how you doing? Hey, Jake. How's it going? I'm, I'm glad to be here. I cannot wait to talk some Sixers today. We got playoffs coming. We got playoffs coming very, very soon. I'm, I'm excited. Yeah, most definitely. It, it's um, especially with the um, we're being the first seed. Um, a lot of changes this this playoffs uh, since the format. Uh, we'll discuss the format, playoff format. Um, but what the, what was your expectations uh, for this uh, Sixers team at the beginning of the year? I listen going into this year. I thought they could be much much better than they have been, especially uh, you know how the bubble turned out. Uh, I, th- I thought they were going to be better. I, I you know I didn't know I didn't know what we were going to get. Uh, you know, we're coming off a season where they were swept in the first round by the Boston Celtics down in, in the Disney bubble uh, in Florida. Uh, we saw last year, you know, a, a lane that was clogged with Al Horford down there, Joel Embiid down there. Embiid was kind of, you know, in and out last year. Didn't have – he didn't have a bad season, I would say. But, like, it, was, it felt like, you know, his, his energy wasn't as strong as it is this year, uh, clearly. And then, you know, what were we going to get out of Danny Green and Seth Curry and, and some of those guys – as well as some of the younger guys and Furkan Korkmaz and Shake Milton. So heading into this year, I was very curious, you know, with Doc Rivers coming in, Daryl Morey uh, becoming the president of back, uh, basketball operations. You know, I, I was re- I was really curious to see what would happen, especially with Tobias Harris. Him and Doc had that relationship in Los Angeles. Uh, so that, that was really uh, interesting to see. Uh, and, and uh, you know, I was expecting – I expected Tobias to elevate his game. I didn't know what to uh, – I didn't know what – team we were really going to get i didn't think they'd be this dominant i will tell you right now i didn't think they'd be this dominant uh, when you know when they're fully healthy to have those starters on the floor and with by the best bench that they've had in a long time i mean they, they, this is why the first seed i mean they've become you know they had the up-tempo offense come in with Doc rivers very 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 key you trade out horford the lane is no longer clogged now you can space the floor and you know as six at you know sixers fans you know have been screaming for years, and I have too, and I'm sure you have too, Jake. This team needed shooters around their two stars, and Ben Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid, they got that. And and Seth Curry and Danny Green have performed. And, you know, they go out and get George Hill at the deadline. Um, so they definitely surpassed my expectations going into this season. Um, but, like, they, this is a team – this is the best uh, Sixers team probably of our lifetimes. And, but, and yeah. the best team since 2001, no doubt. No doubt in my mind. And they, this is why the first seed – so uh, they they definitely um, surpassed my expectations, and now my expectations are a little higher heading into these playoffs for sure. Right, like it, it's um, I was I wasn't nervous about you know Tobias Harris because I knew uh right away when we hired Doc Rivers I was I was thinking oh Tobias Harris will have a a better season, but I didn't know he was going to be this dominant, you know, as a uh, power forward slash, you know, shooter. And um, like you said with Furkan, um, Shake, and then now we drafted Tyrese Maxey. Um, that was I'm, a great pick. That was a great pick. Okay. Yeah. I, I said this over air, <laughs> and uh, this is one of my questions to um, – I will get to that, but Tyrese Maxey 
I've been in love with this kid since two weeks before the draft. <laughs> yeah. You know, when I made my mock draft yeah. and I did my, you know, podcast, I said, this kid is going to be taken by us Yeah. at, at 21. I'm and that's what he, he did. That far, though. Like, actually, like with his but, talent, like I'm actually shocked he, he fell that far in the draft. Um, but you know, it's, it's a shame. Like, cause like he doesn't get as much, as many, as much playing time and as many minutes um, as he probably should. I mean, because I mean, this is such a deep team and, and we've seen it and this is I like, you know, this is the best bench that they've had in, in, in years. Like we've always like been playing, yeah, they don't have enough depth, enough depth, you know, on, on that roster. They don't have enough shooters. Now they do. Now they do. And, you know, I think Max, will get his playing time. Right. Cool. He'll definitely get his reps, but no, that was a stellar, stellar pick by this team. Right, and not not only did he was he struggling um, at the beginning of the year, he's he's been phenomenal. You know, he's improved on his shooting game, his um, ability. I remember when he was, uh, Maxi was, you know, rushing into the lane, um, like using his quickness and not and not focusing on his game, you know, switching the lanes. N- now in like the last two months of the season, it, it, you were seeing how Maxi was, you know, slowing down, you know, able to control his game. It, I, I think that was a phenomenal pick. And I'm saying this right now, and you may disagree or not, but I think they are missing Marco Fultz. And I think they want it, want it. I think they want it, um, false to be like Maxi. Yeah, a little bit. I, I agree. I, I, you know, I, I see that. That's a very good point. I, I, never, I never even thought of it like that with Fultz. Um, you know, what, what a shame that that was. That whole situation was, and he and he got hurt this year again but. with the Magic. So that that was a shame. You know, it stinks to see like like uh, how Fultz uh, how his career has gone a little bit. He's had some flashes. Um, but yeah. Listen, I, I think you know Maxi's a guy that he 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 could take it so strong to the basket and is very very quick and strong. Um, he he he's definitely a, a worldly talent. You know him and Emmanuel Quigley it, it, at Kentucky were very very good, and you know they they translated to the NBA uh, when they've gotten their opportunities. But yeah, I mean that last game, he had, I believe he had thirty plus points. I I believe Orlando I, game, I yeah, Orlando it's in the, in the final game. Right. So yeah, I mean he's shown multiple times that he he's definitely ready for this league and he could develop into a very very strong uh player i think offensively you know he he has a little bit a little bit of ways to go to develop the shot um the outside shot but uh you know defensively he was always he's always been good and, and he, he's shown that as well i don't know how much playing time he'll get in the playoffs right. but i i think he's definitely a player that this team and this team has had a great development staff with the blue coats and the way they've developed these young players like Shake Milton, Furkan Korkmaz. Um, so I'm Paul Reed, Paul Reed, yeah, B-ball, Paul, yeah. man, out the mud. <laughs> I love B-ball, Paul. But uh, yeah, they have some very, very good young talent, and Maxie's one of them. Have you been? Uh, so have you been covering Paul Paul Reed when he was there? I covered him a little bit this year, um, not to the extent I probably would have liked to. Uh, but I did. I did watch uh, a bunch of the uh, games, especially the playoff games down in the G League bubble. Um, he's a guy who's very, very versatile. He's very elusive. Um, he, he's very good under the basket. Uh, he's a different player than Joel Embiid. He's like a stretch big, I would say. Um, but like he, he can get boards. He's very physical. He'll, he'll be physical down low. Um, he can shoot a little bit too. Um, but B-ball Paul's a guy that he can. 
I, I think he could be a player, a rotational piece for sure for this team going forward. He's not there yet. He's still a raw talent. Um, but going forward, I, I, th- I really like uh, what Paul Reed brings to the table. And the development staff for the Sixers organization has been tremendous. Um, so I, I think he's a guy, you know, he still needs some reps. Uh, we still need to see more of him. I think, you know, maybe another season down in the G league, uh, develop with the blue coats next year would be good. We'll good. We would be good for B-ball Paul, but yeah, he's, he's another guy that, that I'm very excited about too, uh, for the Sixers team going forward. You know what he, um, reminds me of not like playing wise, but like look, look wise, he looks like a younger version of Paul Millsap. A little bit. Yeah. Yeah. A little bit, like the I, face, I think the like, face yeah, structure. His style of play is like is similar too. I feel like a little bit. I, I think. Uh, listen, I think Paul Reed can definitely be a contributor for the Sixers team down the line. I don't think he's there yet, but yeah, I I, th- I like Paul Reed. I really do like Paul Reed for sure. Uh, I'm like really, um, that's gonna be my next question. Like, like, I going into the playoffs, right? Like we. We saw what the bench could could do against Orlando, and especially with no no like stars out, yeah, they were you know uh, struggling a little bit yeah, uh, at the beginning of the year, and then the middle, and then the last game. Uh, I I know we were playing probably the worst team in the league. <laughs> yeah, one of the worst. Yeah, Orlando's not very good. Right, <laughs> Orlando's not but, very good. Uh, but still though, it's. Maxi number one, I think, is going to be a problem for opposing teams. Yeah. Um, and I don't know about you, but who who off the bench is going to uh, scare you know defend? Not only scare, I might be exaggerating a little bit, but who will who will you be impressed with the most? You know, off the bench, like going into the playoffs. You mean, right. Yeah, yeah. Heading into the playoffs. Okay. Um, for them, I don't know. I'm curious. Like, I'm very curious to see how deep Doc goes into his bench because usually when you get to the playoffs, things tighten up a little bit. You know, guys don't get as many minutes as, as they were during the regular season. So I'm curious to see if he goes eight, nine, ten man rotation. Because I was actually thinking about this the other day, Jake. I'm glad you really? brought this up. <laughs> I was actually, I was like, I was sitting. I think I was like in, in the car, kind of just thinking about this. You know, driving somewhere or listening to music, and it just popped in my head. Like, what is the rotation going to look like? So. You're going to have, you know, obviously your starters, you know, Embiid, Simmons, Tobias Harris, Danny Green, Seth Curry. All right, there's your five. Let's see how deep, you know, sometimes he's turning to eight-man, nine-man rotations in the playoffs. You don't get even go ten guys. So Thibel's coming off the bench. Dwight Howard's coming off the bench. Furkan's going to come off the bench because you need, you need some shoot, shooting off the bench as well. George Hill, I believe, will get some minutes in the playoffs. Oh, yeah, most definitely. That's four right there. That's eight. You're already, no, you're in, you're in your nine-man rotation already. And you saw Shake Milton on the bench as well. So I, I'm curious to see how Doc utilizes his guys on his bench because this is a deep bench, one of the deeper benches in the league and, and a deeper bench that then the Sixers have had um, si- since they've made the playoffs the past few seasons. So I'm very, very curious. I think Matisse Thibel will get the same amount of minutes he's gotten throughout the year just because of his defensive prowess and you're going to need him you know, at the end of games for sure. Um, but like guys like Shake, I, I'm curious to see how many minutes he'll get. George Hill, they have as well. You know, Dwight Howard's obviously gonna come in for Embiid. Uh, so it, it's gonna be fun. I, I can't wait because they have good pieces off the bench. And Furkan, you know, he has to get a little bit healthy as well. 
Um, you know, he had, he's had some injuries throughout the season as well. But um, no, I think I'm just. But let's be see. real though. He he did a fantastic job yeah. this season. Oh yeah, shooting, you know, shooting it's... three ball. Oh my god. I mean, defensively, he's a little yeah, bit defense... of a liability. But no, he's he's done a great job shooting the three. So I, I'm curious to see if he'll stick with like a 10, 11 man rotation. If Maxi will get some minutes too. Um, but it, it'll be interesting to watch. I, I so I, I think Doc. I think we'll go. I think we'll kind of stick with what's been working. I think you'll see elevated minutes from from those starters for sure. Obviously, because it's the playoffs. But uh, I think he's gonna stick with the same thing he's been doing. I mean, it's working. You've been near the first seed, so and these first. But I rounds, wouldn't mess yeah. with any, anything um, with that. Like I was wondering because um, Tyrese Maxey and Shake are yeah valuable valuable pieces off yeah. the bench but like you said like they may not fit in the playoffs i think like early like first round like you get the pacers like because we'll, we'll find out you know the time we're recording this we don't know who they're playing yet the wizards right. and pacers um but like I, i'm very interested to see uh i i think you'll see like max you get some minutes in the first series in the in the first round um, they should blow out whoever they play in the first round. It should not matter who they play. They they should move on in four or five games and let's get on to the next round. Um, so I think you'll see like not you you won't see as many minutes from your starters unless you have to, um, because they they should blow these teams out of the water. They should win easily. So I think you'll see like Maxi get more minutes in the first round, second round. But is, if you get deeper into the playoffs, that's when you see Simmons and MB getting like forty minutes a game. Uh, so I, that's what I, I think will happen. Um, but like so, Maxi, I think you'll see him earlier in the playoffs. But I feel like he'll kind of drift away a little bit as the as the playoffs progress and as you get deeper into the into the tournament. Okay, yeah, I uh, agree with that. Um, but I, I, yeah, you know what, the Pacers, uh, I, I get. You know, we were so dominant at 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 home. You know, and we yeah. can beat whoever. Yeah. But uh, for me. I, I'm actually s- scared of the Pacers and the Wizards Why? a little bit. No, Jake, no, you shouldn't. No, be. no, 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 no. Seriously, you though, shouldn't be. Because the last last game that they played against yeah. the Pacers, uh, I think that team was healthy, right? I we I don't think they we were, were. I don't think we had everyone. I it was on the road. Yeah, I don't know. I I can't remember off the top of my head who they had in that game. I could double check in a second, but um, I. I Jake, you shouldn't be scared of the Pacers. I think you know this is going into the playoffs. They don't have anyone to stop Joel Embiid. No, no, that's they don't. No, that's true. Yeah. But um, I'm just you know when like Joel is in, right? Yeah. But what if he misses like hypothetically if Joel Embiid um isn't ready uh, for the playoffs, which likely he's going to play. Yeah. But it, it's. I, I like understand the the Pacers. You know, it's the Pacers are not a good team. They're no, they're the ninth seed, yeah. but but anything can happen. Yeah, I and that, I, I'm checking right now. They didn't have it, when they lost it, 103 to 94. Like few few, it was like right. two weeks ago. About now, uh, they didn't even have a beat. So and so I they get, had. Had Ben Simmons. They had Simmons though. They had Simmons though. I listen. You can't. I think going into this, um, we you know everyone you know is always like on edge about Embiid's health. We get it. He's he's had he's had injury history, obviously, and you know he's missed games in the playoffs before. Um, you know at, at this point, I feel like 
you can't you can't worry about it. You know, if it, if he gets hurt, he gets hurt. I mean, at, at this point, you have a great team. You're going to be fully you're fully healthy going into the first round. You had a bit, basically a week off now because uh, they, they won't play till Sunday. Um, so they're going to have time off. They're going to be well rested. Um, I think this team is very very exciting. I think they have a lot of energy, and I think Doc is an experienced coach in the playoffs. And I think this this year, I think there's there, there's an element to, to the way this team plays that I, I don't think you should really worry. A different Especially, style. Like, yeah. I, I – Go ahead. You know why I – I remember when that 2017 year of the uh, Eagles. Yeah. And I, and I was like – I have vibes this year. I really do. I, I'm going to be honest. I have kind of similar vibes to this season from that Eagles season. I, for me, I don't feel anything from really? from that because you know why I'm excited for this team, yeah. but but I was expecting them to do this uh, three years ago. See, but here, if you look at it in a historical lens, right? Just take take the Bulls. This is this isn't a great comparison, but just take the the Chicago Bulls. It took Michael Jordan, Scottie Pippen, right. a little while to get going. You have to remember Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid. I've only been in the league for a few years. Like Ben Simmons is very, very young. Like these are twenty five, is he? He yeah. Like like these are young players, and he yeah he's twenty. He, this year was his twenty four uh, age season. So Ben Simmons is twenty four. Like they're very young. Like and they're this good. So like we're I think we're just entering the prime of like the Embiid Simmons era. Like I think that was the beginning. Like it always takes these great teams, unless you form a super team like Brooklyn. You want to be the Brooklyn Nets, have Kevin Durant and you know Kyrie yeah, Irving. Like, <laughs> like yeah, yeah, hit the hit 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 the drums. Like no, like it's it's ridiculous. No, uh, you know putting these super teams together, yeah, whatever. But no, I, I think right now. Wait, wait. So did you see that play from Blake Griffin behind the back? Yeah, that was pretty cool. I'll give the Nets that. Yeah. I'll give the Nets that. Overall, no, I'm done with these super teams. It's annoying. No, but like you know, developing a team like they have, the way they drafted, they drafted Simmons. You know, they needed a couple years. They had, they now have that playoff experience. They've been there a few times now. Like this is the year. You're the first seed now. Now you have expectation to make it pretty far. Like Eastern Conference Finals is the goal this year. Like you better get there. I think they can win the whole thing, but they better get to the Eastern Conference Finals. I think that's a successful season if they do. Um, you know, I think six six or seven games. You know, because they're probably going to play the Bucks. Or the Nets. I think, though, if you look at it like a historical lens, it always takes teams like this to develop a little, especially with young players. They have a very, very young, uh, you know, two young stars on their team. Tobias Harris is still, you know, in, in the middle of his prime. He's still in his 20s as well, later 20s. But this is a very young team still. And I feel like they're just entering what can be a very, very good era in Sixers basketball. So I don't like – I get – the Kawhi shot, they could they could have won it that. I think they could have won it that year, um, but I think that I think that Kawhi shot comes around full circle, and I think that was a learning curve for this team because Embiid is the best and healthiest he's ever been. Like he's in the best shape of his life. Oh yeah, no most doubt. definitely. So yeah. I think heading into the, I, I think first first round, second round, you'll probably play the Knicks uh, most likely. Who I'm, I they have a great defense. I'm still not worried about because no one's know well will get bullied down low by Joel Embiid. Uh, I think. Getting getting to the Eastern Conference Finals is the goal. I think they beat. I think they easily get through the first and second round. Um, uh, I think second round will be a little harder, but 
No, I, I, Jake, I, I have full confidence in this team. If they could stay okay. healthy, I really, I really think this is just the beginning, even if they don't win this year, of an era that is going to be very, very dominant in the Eastern Conference. Yeah, I, um, I got, you know, what you're saying. Yeah. You know, um, and no, I, at, at home, with the first seed, they had to get it. And they did. And they get home field, home, home court advantage, yeah. um, until they, until the Eastern Conference finals. Yeah. Until I, well, they have the, or, they have it throughout the Eastern Conference playoffs. If they, when they get to the finals, like it depends who they would, if they were to get to the finals, it would depend who would they, who their matchup is. Uh, depending if they have hope court or not. Okay. If they were to play like a lower seed, I believe, I believe that's how it works. Um, then they would still have home court in the finals. But they have home court. They, they there's gonna be four games in Philadelphia in each right. Eastern Conference uh, series. So yeah, that's huge. That's huge. So so obviously uh, you're picking the Sixers in the East. Um, yeah. And who do you see as as a f- favorite to go to the finals in the West? In the West, see the West is tough because it it is because they could be multi like four teams that yeah, could make and it. I I'll be honest, I'm not. I'm not sold on the Lakers at all. Even after last night, no. you know, LeBron hit a great shot. You know, he's whining again about you know, you know, seeing three baskets. Oh, uh, uh, this is this is why he's not the greatest of all time. That's a different conversation, though. No, no, that's no, no, that's just hilarious because I said the same. No, not the same exact line, but I was like saying about the three baskets. Listen, listen LeBron's done great things. He's done you know off the court and on the court. He's one of the best of all time, no doubt. Not the best, but one of the best. But um, I'm not worried about the Lakers necessarily as much. I think they, you know, AD hasn't been the same this year, especially in the free throw line. He, he, he's taken a step back from the free throw line this year, um, more more specifically. But I, I mean, the Lakers, LeBron's always going to be in it, obviously. Um, I at the top of the standings, though, I mean, you have the Suns, who are a very good team, have very yeah, good players. So um, I, it's it's going to be tough, like. Yeah, Portland. I don't think Portland can get to the finals. No, I don't think I either. I think honestly, for me, I think honestly for me, it's the Jazz have a very good shot. I feel like this year, you you know, they'll probably get knocked out. But I think the Clippers. I I have to go with the Clippers. I think the Clippers will come out of the West this year. I think this is the year. Kawhi, Paul George, they kind of put it together a little bit. They've had a, a pretty good year. Um, I I I just see I, I see it being the Clippers. I don't think the Lakers. They don't scare me enough this year, especially with LeBron. Having some injuries and AD kind of not being the same AD as la- as last season, so I-, I I think I'll probably go the Clippers or Jazz, leaning probably more towards the Clippers. Yeah, my like two are you know I'm gonna uh, be on your side with the Clippers. It-, it will be a a dream to play the Clippers in the finals to see um what accomplishment that Doc Doc yeah. did with the. Yeah. Uh, Sixers, as opposed of you know his seven years with the Clippers, yeah. but another team that I want to see is Phoenix and Phoenix and the Sixers. I I would love listen. I would love I would love to see like Phoenix or the Jazz getting like I want my my I'll, I'll say this my favorite team like I want the Jazz to get it. I want to play. I want the Sixers to get to the finals and play the Jazz because I hate Jazz. I cannot stand Rudy Gobert. He is no way he's defensive player of the year this year. There's no way. But no, I don't know. No, it's either Ben, Ben or it Matisse. Ben. It should be Ben. It should be Ben. I don't know about Matisse. Matisse, it, yeah. You know, no, no, growing, growing. He's still growing. Yeah. Um, but no, I, I would love to see the Jazz again. And that, that game earlier in the year when, when Embiid hit that three point shot, 
uh, to send the game to overtime. They eventually won. Dude, I was and watching that whining. game and. Oh. You know, Donovan Mitchell whining after the game. I, listen, I'm yeah, you know why? Because he was getting fouled on. Yeah. And I, I, it, it, overall, though, I think it's wide open on both sides. Really, it's really yeah. wide open. I think it's the most wide open it's been in a long time. So I, I think it's gonna be a great, great. I think it's gonna be one of the best playoffs we've seen in a few years for sure. I, I actually, you know, looking at this, um, the Pacers and the Wizard. I see what you're saying. Yeah. You know, I lost that argument, but <laughs> no, uh, you didn't. I, no, no, I you did. Fair, you have a point. You, you no. always listen. Listen in in the playoffs, anything can happen. I just think I don't think they have a shot against against the Sixers, especially in full stride. Still, it's not even close. I, they should sweep them, honestly. That's right. just my my view. But there's always you can always have concerns. But the team that I I honestly don't want to play is Miami. I, yeah, I listen. I uh, I, yeah, I don't want to play them. Because of what they did last time we, we, we played them in Miami, they might be a different team on the road, but at, at home, we can't beat them. Like, it's it, – Embiid was – yeah, I couldn't do his thing. I don't think Embiid should have played that game, honestly. I don't think he was 100% because I think he was under the right. weather. I don't think he should have even played. Um, but, I, I listen, I'm kind of with you. I'm kind of glad we – I don't think the Heat are going to the Eastern Conference Finals. I really don't. But yeah, I mean the Heat are always that that pesky team. Every year they are, and you know they have good players. They have Bam out of bio, you know, down low, and they also have Jimmy Butler. I mean, they have some good players on that team. But like everyone else, I, uh, the Nets are a joke. I think. No, no, I, they're they they're the ones that worry me. The Nets worry me. That's that's my concern. I just want to play them to see, you know. Uh, Kyrie Irving, you know, KD, James Harden, you know, they're just like resting. Uh, I'm like, yeah, I know. When they played against, uh, I'm, I'm like, listen, you, I, I think for me with the Nets, it's just like they have, like, like they're, I mean, they have KD. No, no, I'm Harden. not saying they're, they're a joke, but yeah. I mean, you yeah, know, I know, yeah, I know exactly no. what you're saying. I know it's, it, it is a joke. What, you know, Kyrie can just, you know, Hey, coach, I'm going to take off today. You know, I feel like, you know, helping right. the community. I mean, that's great, but, you know, your job is to be an NBA basketball player. You get paid millions of dollars. Show up show up to practice. Show up to the games. Um, Harden's been out. He's been hurt. Katie's been hurt as well. Um, I think – I don't know if some of that's load management, but they've they've been hurt. I will give them the benefit of the doubt with that. Um, but, listen, they can't put they, – they have no one that can, can guard and beat. I'll tell you that. Who's going no, to be yeah. on? John Jerry Jordan really washed up DeAndre Jordan's not guarding and, Bill and Blake Powell, probably. Yeah. <laughs> you know, if Griffin. Blake. Oh, God. <laughs> no. Uh, but, no, like Boston took a step back. Yeah. I um, mean, even though they beat, you know, and they Brown's took. Brown's out, too. Brown is out, too. Oh, yeah, yeah. He's out, too. So, I mean, I don't think they're, they're really anything to worry about. Yeah, but what the. So, this is what I want to talk about. You know, and, you know, by the sound of it, you, you don't see them having, like, any issues, you know, because the the issues in that, in the last, you know, 10 games, no, I'm not picking every 10 games, but the uh, Spurs game, the Chicago Bulls game, the Pelicans, and then the Pistons, that, that's it, that, those games, yeah. I, I, uh, Danny Green said, and you probably touched, touched upon it when it came out, but. Um, about how he didn't like how the Sixers won those games. Yeah. And um, 
I got details, but I, I don't I don't think I, I need to go through the details, but they were mispassing. Um and we were, you know, not first off, the mispassing, we were mispassing it into areas where we sh- shouldn't be passing into. And uh, I'm pretty sure Ben Simmons and I don't think we were a healthy team in that. No, in, I don't think so that, either. No, but, but still, though, like Ben Simmons, right? And I understand, you know, there's some, you know, controversy probably, you know, with Ben Simmons po- saying, oh, why can't he shoot a jumper? And he he shot a jumper in, in some of those games, I think. And he... He proved to us he can shoot a jumper, you know. But uh, I would like Ben. Like, there's always improvements in, for the playoffs. Ben Simmons, I think he needs to. Um, if everyone is healthy, he doesn't need to shoot a three because there's shooters for him. But uh, if he's in the lane and you know, and and he doesn't need a need a pass, he needs to shoot a jumper. Like it's. It's that simple. Like I think there was a stretch where he he was driving in the game. It, he he was calm. You know he can drive to the basket without passing the ball. He's not afraid. You know I think he needs to uh, do that same exact thing in the playoffs. So uh, I don't know if you agree with those. So like when it comes to Ben, like I get you know people want to have him take the outside shot. You know develop develop a jumper. Um, we've seen him take it a little bit, I feel like, around the paint, uh, you know, towards the end of the right. year this year. But, like, I, you know, in, in the playoffs, you play that half-court setting a lot. It, it kind of slows down a little bit, you know. But I think when it comes to Ben, you know, he's average. He's taking it, you know, you know, points-wise, you know, scoring-wise, he's taking a little bit of a step back this year. But that's for a reason. Um, Doc Rivers has, you know, stated multiple times, you know, he is the facilitator of this offense, which – I would love to see Ben have you know develop a jumper. It would just add another element to his game and make him even more dangerous. I think that's obvious. That's just a given at this point. But you know what he's done? He's had a defined role all year. He's perfected basically what his role on this team is, and that is facilitating the offense, creating shots. He has become a shot creator. So he will find the open guys. He will allow the offense to develop. And he will find Danny Green outside. He will find Joel Embiid down low. He will find, you know, Seth Curry on, on the outside. He'll find Tobias Harris. He'll find Shake Mill. He'll find Furkan Korkmaz. Um, so I, I think because he creates a lot. Like he his impact on this team with shot creation, I think, is what his best attribute to this team is this year. That's his role. So would it be nice for him to have an outside shot? Sure. Right now, you're not going to get it. I'm telling you right now, it's just not going to nah, happen. No, nah, that's so, not going to happen. But what Ben can do, but what Ben can do is I don't need him to score 20 points a game. If he's scoring 14, 15, fine. I, it's fine. But if, you cre- if he's creating like 30, 40 points a game, that's great. If he's creating those those points and they're getting knocked down, that's no, I want. No, I believe you, yeah. That's what you want as long as you're creating shots. That that is what I, I would like, um, but like he has to stay aggressive. That you can't right. drift off anymore. Like that that was what was happening in his rookie year, his second year in the play. And we would see it. We'd see it in the regular season. Sometimes we'd see it, you know, in, in the postseason and like towards the end of games. That's when like 
you know, that that's when you have to show up and stay aggressive. He has to stay aggressive throughout the whole playoffs. He can't shy away from the moment. He can't shy away, you know, in, in games and disappear. He's got to stay aggressive. That is the key for Ben Simmons, in, in my opinion. No, I uh, totally agree. Um, I, what I'm saying is, like, if he has an opportunity to have situations where no one is open, yeah, he has to figure it out and yeah. knock it down. I think now he not knock it yeah. down. If he's in the paint, he needs to shoot yeah. a jumper. But all, what you were saying is he doesn't need to shoot of a an an outside three or no. do oh God, no. do no nah, no. Nah. You that's why Daryl Morey got shooters, and that's why you developed your own shooters that were struggling last year into even better shooters this year, and um I. With, with uh, what I'm saying with Ben is, um, sometimes he can end the night with six points, and that's okay. If you, if he has, you know, how many assists per per game does he have? Who Ben? He ben. has. Um, double check. He has six point nine assists, so seven assists a game. Okay, that's good. Okay, so that could potentially be um, twos, uh, threes added up, so it yeah. could. You know. It is not even the assist total. It's the way the offense is flowing because you have an up tempo offense with Doc Rivers. Right. So like, even if he passes out, like even if that shot's not getting knocked down, someone else could be open. You know what I mean? So like, he's creating. He's creating the offense, not necessarily just giving assists, but he's creating that motion. Like when he drives, he's they're gonna crash, and he's able to knock it out. You know what I mean? Same with Joel. Joel's gotten great at that because you know they all crash Joel and B down low. And, but he's what he's been able to do, you know, is you'll know, find the guy outside, you know, beat those double teams. If he can't take it to the rim, he can find the guy outside, and that's why getting shooters so important for the Sixers, for the Sixers to do in the offseason. Yeah, and um, I think the most ridiculous controversy in the middle of the uh, when like that time period when I said those four games, I think. Yeah. I think over air on other. Radio stations. I think they were having, um, having controversy about how Ben, you know, should, you know, grab a, uh, a create a um jumper. And I'm thinking, or or callers. I'm sorry. Yeah. Callers were that they were saying, oh, he should, you know, get a jumper. And I'm thinking, I'm thinking, why? Like it's it, it's okay in 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 what I'm saying. If the if some possessions, you know, there you you everyone is you know not not open, yeah. But if your offense is falling, like you said, it's not even a, a debate. Yeah. No, no. like like I, I you know the offense is much better this year, I, I think, and. You know, you're not going to get Ben to take those you know mid range jumpers and Dockers. I believe he's on ninety seven five. Uh, yesterday, getting interviewed, and um, he said it like, if, if Ben's creating these shots, like, and he doesn't even want Ben to take mid mid range shot because analytically they don't think like their philosophy is like that's not a good shot. That's not a good shot to take. You know, we want to find the open guy, find three point line as well. So like I listen, everyone knows every. I feel like everyone knows, especially in the city of, city of Philadelphia, that. 
if Ben developed some kind of jumper, not even great, but just the threat of taking it, yes, that elevates his game tremendously. Um, but this year, no, you're not. I don't think you're going to see him taking shots. And you know they've got they're the first seed for a reason. And you know when they have Ben Simmons on the floor, he makes them better on both ends of the court, especially on the on the defensive side of the ball. But he's what he's been able to do is he's been able to facilitate um, and, and create and allow guys to get open because the floor has been so spaced out, and that's clearly led to you know part of the reason why they're the one seed. And I don't think you shy away from that. I think Ben just has to continue what he's doing and just stay aggressive. Like take it to the basket if it's there. Take it. Do not like pass out if you don't have to. Take it to the basket. It's about him being aggressive. I think it's not it's not necessarily about the shot. It's about his aggressiveness and you know the ability of not being passive. Don't be passive all the time. Stay aggressive because he's a guy who can get to the rim. Stay aggressive. Make the smart decisions, and I think they will be just fine if he does that. And because everything else has been falling into place, and that's that's what's worked for him all year. Yeah, it's uh, I, yeah, um, just like Doc Rivers said it, and this is why he is a Hall of Fame coach to me. Yeah, like he, uh, some could say, oh, he's not some whatever, but um, he. He sticks to his word. You know, he said, he said, I'm not going to have Ben shoot, shoot threes because that's not how my offense works. And I'm going to find other shot creators who can do that. And you know what? They're the number one seed and I'm not complaining. No, uh, I'm not. <laughs> you don't. And uh, I'm you, not. You also remember this. Ben's probably the best defender in basketball and this team is the best defense in basketball. I mean, they had a defensive rating in the regular season of 106.9 tied with the Lakers. They're that good. Like, they're good on both ends. Like, we so we just harp and harp and harp on, on Ben's shot. It's it's like a disease in the in this city. It's not his role. Doc defined his role as the facilitator of this offense. He does not need to shoot threes. It'd be nice. It'd be nice if he developed an outside jumper, but he does not have to at this point. Where they've gotten so far, it, it's worked out pretty well, the, the role that, that's been defined for them. I, I don't think we need to change that going into the playoffs and, and re, reroute everything. So I, I, I think just Ben has to stay aggressive on the offensive side of the ball. Because defensively, he's, he's, he's the best defender in the league, in my opinion. He's better. He should win, he should win the Defensive Player of the Year award because he can lock guys down at end of games like I've never seen. So just he, I think for him, it's not the shot. It's 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 – the, the ability to stay aggressive. Yeah, I um, yeah, I, I get what you're saying, and I hope people can understand that. But you know, unfortunately, that's not going to happen. <laughs> yeah, I know. But um, <laughs> but not in this what? Town. Not in right, this town. <laughs> right. Nah. Or like in in the in the state of Pennsylvania. Yeah, yeah. But but anyway, anyway. Um. So, what? So. What would you like the Sixers to do to, that that they succeeded in the regular season, and what they should, you know, like you, we probably tussle on it, but what would you like them to do um, more of that they succeeded that they haven't haven't really, you know, done more of in the regular season? I think, I think it's been mentioned by their head coach Doc Rivers. I think it's the transition defense. It's it, you know they they get lazy. 
um, in transition. I, it's it's very evident if you go back and watch some of their games throughout the year. And Doc Rivers has talked about this time and time again in the in, in these post game press conferences. So I, I think because honestly, uh, they, they've been great all year. I mean, they they've no, been they have the yeah. Team. yeah. I mean, they play great defense. They play offensively. They've been much better than they have in, in recent years. Um, I think, you know, like I said, Ben has to stay aggressive. Uh, that's what I want to see out of Ben. Joel has just done Joel things. That's why he's an MVP candidate. Um, Danny Green can't fall apart like he did with the Lakers in the bubble. Um, but, yeah, I think I think right now they're the top dog right now. They're, they're, they're on fire. They have, they have, they've done a great job. I think, you know, the ability of not getting lazy in transition is going to be key for them. I think that's going to, you know, it's something that, you know, Doc Bruce has, has talked about a lot. Um, I think, you know, getting back, you know, on, on defense, getting back down the floor um, is really an area where they should improve and they have to improve. I mean, you know, in half-court setting, they're, in best, they're, they're arguably the best defense in the league. And, you know, transition, they're fine, but there's been times where they get lackadaisical. And that's an area I think they should definitely improve upon. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's the ability of staying healthy, Ben staying aggressive, not disappearing, Making the right decisions and you know getting back on, on in transition, I think that's going to be key for them because I think all the pieces are there. Guys are just going to have to show up, continue what they've been doing all year, and you know this team can go for a ride because this is this this is the best Sixers team I've I've seen in my lifetime. <laughs> so no, I, I, I mean there's yeah, not I, too much yeah. to say, but um, you know I don't want to get nitpicky, um, but they're the first seed for a reason. Yeah, and um, like us us. Uh, similarities you know last time we grabbed the number one c was when you know we were you know three years old you know two probably yeah. you know it, it's very young so 2001 you know we we got the grab the top seed and we went to the finals to play kobe Bryant and the lakers um unfortunately the lakers beat us but um shame, shame. you know you run into kobe and shack i mean you can't really do anything about that but it, you know what that reminds me of? I would like to f- play the Clippers actually in the finals yeah. because play Ty Lue, bring it full circle, right? <laughs> the uh, s- s- stopover, you know, yeah. like I, that will bring him pain, and he <laughs> he can't think straight, you know, coaching his team. I but, love it, Jake. I love it. But I love it, the idea. You know, I hope it happens. I think we need to uh, recreate that stopover. I think. Allen Iverson needs to be at at Philly when, but I don't know if they I, they went back and forth. I think I think the step over was in Los Angeles. Yeah, it was in Los Angeles. Um, I think and and by the time if the if the Sixers were to re, I think we I think by the if they were to reach the Eastern Conference Finals, I think that stadium was gonna be full. So I think listen. You don't want to give him being a full house. That man feeds off the Philadelphia crowd. You give him a full house, man. That energy in that stadium coming off COVID. Oh man, I I'm excited. I can't wait. I think they're gonna have 10, so is the, to start ten thousand. Okay, something thousand. So, so is that uh like I don't know if the the owner like Josh Harris it is is he allowing season ticket holders or any fans who can buy no, tickets any fans, any, no, a- any they, fans? They've been doing that recently. i went to one i went to the the second game back they allowed fans i went to the, it was against okay. the knicks um yeah you can buy tickets um they're, they're expensive uh but i believe uh they're i think like to start the playoffs i think they'll have at least half like half capacity 
uh, buy yeah, these I will stocks. drop down money. Yeah, I'll, I'll seriously, I'll seriously, <laughs> I I want to too. Don't worry. Listen, <laughs> if we get you know what, like obviously the first round, I don't want to get tickets, but it, a second round if we grab, you know what, what's a realistic matchup? Yeah, Knicks. I the Hawks could win that series too, but okay. I think the Knicks will win it. I, I really do think the Knicks will win that first round. If we. When we do go in the second round and we play the next, I think we should drop down money and go to a game. Like all of us, like that'd be crazy. You know, like that'd be crazy. Get 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 rowdy for that game. Yeah, that'd be fun. That would be fun. But um, it's so with the whole playoffs, right? Um, something is different with the playoffs, and I think we touched upon it when we talked about the Pacers and Washington. Um, I. How do you like to play in tournament? I'll be honest. I've been on the record multiple, multiple times. I've talked about this. I, I don't think it's necessary. I don't see a reason why we keep doing this. I, I hope this is the last season. I get it was for the bubble last year. Uh, there was a reason for that. This year, shortened season. Okay. Next year, do away with it. I'm done with. It. I don't think that nine, ten seeds teams, especially seven, eight. I mean, seven, eight seeds usually don't go far anyway. These are teams that had no shot usually, so I I just don't think it's necessary. Why are you giving these bad teams that didn't have great years a chance to get into the playoffs? I guess it's exciting. It's good, you know. It's good for revenue. It's good for it's good for ratings for the NBA. Great, make some money. Awesome. I don't think it's necessary from from a basketball standpoint. Why do you need these bad teams, you know, entering the playoffs? I just I just don't see the reason for it. Uh, I I just think they should do away with it. That's just my my simple opinion on it. I I I don't see it, it being necessary. I think. You already have the seven, eight seeds who usually get knocked out in the first round anyway, because you don't see you don't see eight seeds usually beating one. So I, I just don't think it's necessary. I, I don't believe that they should continue on with it uh, past this year. Yeah, um, uh, I'm gonna be real. I am confused with the whole format. <laughs> Seriously, you, you have to sit I, down and like, just like, wow. All right, this is how it works. <laughs> That's what I do. Yeah. Wait, seriously, like it, it's. But if fans are – so uh, give your analysis on those format it, to let the audience know yeah. you know what we're talking about. All right, so I'll, I'll start with – I guess I'll just start overall in, in generality for both conferences. It works the same for both conferences. So it's the seventh versus the eighth seed was the, one of the first games, right, uh, in the Eastern Conference. The winner of that game. The winner of that game becomes the seventh seed in the East and or the or, or the West, um, and they go on to play the two seed in that respective conference. Um, the loser of that game then has to play the winner of the nine and ten seed game. The loser of the, the play-in tournament of the seven eight of the seven eight game. So the seventh seed okay. is the eighth seed. The seventh seed makes it to the playoffs as the seventh seed. Uh, whoever wins that game, the seven eight game, um, then. The AC will play the winner of the ninth and tenth seed seeded game. So whoever wins that plays the loser of the seven eight game. Does that make sense? Hold on. So okay, here. Do you want here? I'll, what I'll do is I'll go. I'll look up. I'll, I'll I'll go to the games that already happened. Right. Okay. So when you go when you go to, I believe it was Boston. I want to say Boston, Boston and the Wizards. Right. Right. So they played the other night. Uh, I believe it was Tuesday. Okay, so Tuesday, right? Right. 
you have the Celtics versus the Wizards. They are the seventh in AC. That's how they finished in, in, in the Eastern Conference, right? The Celtics won that game. They are now the seventh seed in the East. They will play the Brooklyn Nets, the number two okay. seed. The Wizards lost that game. So now they play the winner of the Hornets-Pacers game, which was the ninth and tenth place game. Okay. The Hornets are now eliminated because they were like they that was the ninth and tenth seed. Uh, the winner gets to play on. They play the loser. So the Pacers and the Wizards will play. Okay. The winner of that game will play the Sixers. The loser goes home. Okay, so um so the Pacers and the Wizards, right? Yes. Um that's how we're so the Sixers the are playing the seventh or or eight the eight eight yes. seed. So um so the Pacers yep. um who were the ninth seed are um are potentially moving up to, to eight. become the eight. Yeah, if they win the game, they become okay. the eight seed. That's okay, now I understand because I think that's yeah. what my my initial thought was. Yeah, that's how it works. Um, so it okay, uh, I like understand it now. But w- uh, with your you know point about you know n- not liking that, uh, I uh, I totally agree. I think the reason why they were doing this is because of you know watching the games and the revenue. Um, I like the reason that. I, I think they said multiple times. I think they the reason why they did it is because of like tanking issues. Prevent it. Yeah. They, they said the Sixers, you know, were the main main source of why they did it. You know, created that. I, uh, I think I, I don't know. Nonsense. I don't know, I think but it's nonsense. But 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 with this whole uh, whole thing, right? I like it, but it, is it necessary? Like you said, I. I it's for me, right? Why can't we go back to three years ago or two years ago yeah. when sixteen teams make it? Yeah, one through eight. Yeah, you know I, it's. Yeah, I mean, I think it's. I think COVID had a lot to do with it. Right, uh, it played a factor. You know, that's how it worked in the bubble. It just carried over this year. I mean, it was only ten game last season, but it was a quick turnaround. I don't know. I, I just think just get get rid of it. There's no point in doing it again. Um, I don't think a lot of the teams like it. The owners, got, you know, Mark Cuban, the Dallas Mavericks owner, went back on it. He backtracked after voting for it uh, to, to happen again this season. He's like, yeah, we shouldn't do this anymore. Well, I agree. I, I just – I don't see the see it being necessary uh, happening going forward. I, I don't think these bad teams should get a chance to get in the playoffs. They were bad all year. Why did they get a shot to make But <laughs> the Warriors – you know, they gave the Warriors yeah, a shot. Yeah, you know, yeah. I mean, the Warriors were at eight seed, though, I believe. So they would have made it regardless. Oh, so they were, okay. They would have made it regardless. And then, like, now they could be eliminated. So it, it could mess up their, their whole their whole season. Um, but they're not – I don't think the Warriors are going to go far anyway. Steph's great. He's had an unbelievable year putting that team on his back. But they're not going to go very far in the playoffs. Yeah, I uh, I totally agree. But um, so um, – we so the so this whole playing tournament, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's uh, I would have rather played the Hornets simply because you know yeah. eh. it's an easy you know yeah. game and yeah. series, and you know it will be a nice matchup with you know Lamelo Ball. Yeah, you know. be cool to see Lamelo. Be cool. But um, I, I'm. I'm trusting you on the Indiana Pacers, you know, and or the yeah, the Wizards are no threat, you know. E- even if you know, even if 
um, Bradley Beal or and Russell Wilson combined for you know um, uh, seventy points. And I don't think that's. I think we would cross them, but yeah. Um, but with the Pacers though, it, it's I don't know why I'm so on this, but I am. Uh, they're the ninth seed, or or trying to fight for the uh, eighth seed, but their original plan they at that time they were the ninth seed. Uh, they are technically the ninth seed, so but um, I don't know. I I, I don't know why. Uh, I, I'm on that because we lost, you know, it, even though our team wasn't healthy, I, I don't know. I, but, I think you're just scared. I think you're just a little worried about, like, oh, they lost so late in the season. I don't want that to happen again. You know, Embiid didn't play that game. I, I Listen, I, Jake, if I'm you, I, I get it. They scored 144 points against the Hornets, but the Hornets don't play defense. The Hornets just have no defense. No, no that's, why I, so no, I, that's listen, why I said. Good for them. They yeah. scored 144 points in that one playing game. Um, you know, who knows? They might even just lose to the Wizards anyway. Um, but I, I'm not worried about DeMontis Sabonis. Um, you know, I think he's a great player. I think, you know, he'll, he'll, he'll get his in the first series. But, you know, Doug McDermott had 21 the other night. You know, Brogdon had – well, he had 16. And, you know, T.J. McConnell, former former process sixer, had, had a pretty good night as well. So, I mean, they have a good good little team. They're not – they're 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 not the worst um but i think the Sixers just dominate you know i just think they're all the Sixers are a completely other level uh no yeah the Pacers so i just don't i don't think it's gonna be close i don't think you really have anything to worry about now now some catastrophic were to happen injury wise to the
Um, I think what I, I think he he was very deserving of the award. I think Doggers would have been deserving of the award as well. You know, I get Doc's the first seed. They you know they got the first seed in the East, the best team in the Eastern Conference. Great, they've had a great year. Um, Doc turning this team around. Um, I think Monty got it because you know the Suns have really really stepped up this year. The second seed in the, in the West, like they're legit. They have they have great young you know great young talent. Devin Booker, DeAndre Ayton, Chris Paul coming along. Uh, has just strengthened them. You know, they have former Sixer Dario Sarge, you know, on, on that roster. They have some depth. Um, but, yeah, I listen, I think what Monty Williams has done there is, has been tremendous. They've turned themselves into a top-flight team in the West, which the West is a little bit tougher than the East, I will say. Not crazy amount. Like, people would say, oh, the East is awful, awful. No. No, I mean, they're pretty even at the top. So, um, but I think Monty is definitely well-deserving of it. Um, I, it's not, it's not the defensive player of the year war for me where I think there's a slam dunk winner of that. Um, but no, I think, I think Monty Williams definitely deserved, deserved, uh, was de- deserving of the award. And, uh, you know, doc, you know, if doc wanted to, I think that would have been a great choice. Tom Thibodeau for the Knicks would have been a great choice too. I think, you know, there's a bunch of teams that, that had head coaches this year that, that really outperformed themselves and, and did a great job. So uh, yeah, I think, I think it was definitely a deserving award for Monty, um, Williams and, uh, you know, doc rivers definitely could have won it as well. Yeah, I uh, agree. Um, I I think the reason why Doc Rivers, you know, didn't um, win it is because I think they they probably said, oh, that he should be transforming the Sixers team. Yeah. Uh, I think the reason why Monty Williams won it simply because of um, it, it's a bigger uh, a storyline over there. You know, it, it's. Um, Chris Paul, you know, you could say, oh, Chris Paul won them the uh, uh, Coach of the Year because of what what he did with um, OKC uh, the year prior or um, what he did with the Rockets, you know, or, you know, makes every team better uh, whenever he's on there. But Monty Williams is the one who, I, in my opinion, transformed that team and um, – Nothing against Doc Rivers. I think he should have won simply because of the of the Furkan Korkmaz, Tobias Harris, Duell Embiid, Ben Simmons, um, Tyrese Maxey, uh, I, whoever. But the bigger um, storyline is the Phoenix Suns, and I think I, I, you know, there's plenty of teams, but the Suns won it because of the way they are in, in the in the West. Yeah, I I, so. I I agree with you. I think, you know, Doc would have been deserving as well. Like you said, you made, made some great points there, um, you know, why he could have gotten it. So I think there was, there was definitely an abundance of coaches that definitely could have got the award. And I think, you know, I, I think you can make an argument for, for, for a bunch of them. Um, I definitely can make the argument for Doc um, and, and Monty as well. So I think, you know, from them going from where they were to how they elevated this year to another level, I think that's definitely the reason why uh, he, he, he got the award. Yeah. Um, Nick, thank you uh, for uh, coming on. This is uh, Snakes Chat. Uh, My name is Jake Moriello. I will see you guys next time. Nick, thank you. Thank you.